Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Superfan Chats, the show where we discuss game theories about our beloved podcast, No Small Roles, and for this episode in particular, reminisce over the wonder that was the Wingthrop arc. Mm. What an arc it was. Oh, so good. It was amazing. Such an emotional roller coaster as well, like so much going on, so much to discuss, so uh, that's why uh, we're here. Yeah, I mean, you know, considering... That all the past arcs have been really, really good, and then they just somehow pick it up to. The stakes seem so much higher in this somehow. Mm, so much more. Considering they were dealing with Undead Army, uh, like weeks ago. Undead Army? Yeah, it's like army. now even bigger army. Just all the armies, really. Everyone's trying to kill everyone and take the throne. That's it. <laughs> well, uh, I am super fan Hannah, but not the uh, Hannah that you expect. Uh, think of me as an alternate reality or a variant Hannah, if you will. <laughs> I think Lord Crumpet. Lord Crumpet. <laughs> Leader of. Of the Rolios. Since we are the Crumpets now, uh, according to Grace, uh, I should be Lord Crumpet, so I'm the Lord of the Crumpets now. Yay! Yeah, good. See, it's accepted now. Democracy. Welcome, Crumpet. <laughs> Welcome, Lord Crumpet. Welcome, Lord Crumpet. Oh, I love that we've got more super fans joining this as well. It's great. Yay! I'm so glad because it's like I just discussed this. So I work with David, so I just discuss it with him. And obviously, he can't tell me anything because yeah. he's the DM. <laughs> so I'm just like spouting stuff at him, and he's just like, Yes, good. <laughs> I do feel like we might get a little bit of this today, though, because obviously uh, Superfan Pippa over here kind of made herself invaluable by um, showing her skills with uh, editing uh, Superfan Chats, uh, has now, I believe, been able to edit future episodes. So you're a bit I've, of... I've, I've done a couple. She's been codified. Get her out. She's codified. <laughs> I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher ranking superfans. No! no! Even Lord Crumpet is not high enough as a rank. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited to come back in, it'll be like end of November, I guess, to, to talk about those episodes with you. That's very true. Oh God, you just, have you started writing now? You've just got all the notes already. There's no point in us. It'll just be a Pipper episode. Of no, just, no, no. Let me talk about this episode and now this no, episode no, no. and now this episode. <laughs> we'll just be spectating the entire time just on on zoom like yes good <laughs> amazing right well let's kick this off then with episode yeah. 40 yes we have a we have a codex to talk about we do actually just before we start this it's in the name and to be honest if you're listening to this you probably listened to other episodes but just in case you haven't 
spoiler alert spoiler 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 alert we're going to be talking in detail about these episodes uh and you know it's 40 to 43 so if you haven't listened to those we might sound nice but this is pointless to you uh so go do that first okay yeah you can listen to all of the previous part about me being a crumpet but stop (laughs) stop go go away (laughs) begun (laughs) begun right so episode 40 the codex the big one yeah Yeah. um so main summaries of the episode Enkidu dies (gasps) Enkidu actually dies because initially i was like oh no david's done this before like obviously with you know the the into tomorrow stuff i was Mm -hmm. like it's not real like it's gonna be some other thing but no some kind of loophole his body is gone he is dead the Enkidu we know is gone and that is he is now a raisin. He's now a prune. A raisin. <laughs> <laughs> a prune of his former self. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, so so upsetting. And honestly, like I didn't I wasn't upset because I was just in disbelief. Like, no no no, he's fine. Yeah. Something else has happened. But the entire episode, he is gone. So obviously when Erida comes around saying, Oh hey, like you can see him, everyone's like, Eh? <laughs> what what are you, what are you talking about? Obviously, the conversation with him was pretty pretty useless, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like listening back over the episode, it is just nope. High ranking family members, high ranking. You're yeah. you're not good yeah. enough. Sorry. It was so frustrating, like hearing it come from Daryl as well. Yeah. Yeah. And kudos to Daryl, uh, who was amazing throughout these episodes. Like, yes. Obviously, yeah. all of them were, but Daryl having that extra information and so many versions of himself, and uh, he just he just played it so well. Yeah, absolutely. Like he he had to essentially consort with the DM and exclude all of his friends for this entire, basically the rest of the arc. Like he's definitely going to know a lot more about what's going to happen yep. and what like mm-hmm. him as this codified person is going to be. And it's really hard because he's formed such a bond with these people. And now that he's got to be like, I don't know what I am or what I can do. And they've just got to trust him. Like, I don't trust him. I won't lie. <laughs> I don't trust Enkidu now. Well, That's this, it. This is the difficult thing is because Enkidu was always the one that you knew exactly what he was thinking. Like he was, he was very like upfront about yeah. how he felt about things. Very mm-hmm. kind of like hard to hide how he's feeling. Yeah. And so, like, full of honour and, you know, this is the right path. And when you take that away from him, like, now you can't necessarily trust that he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. What does that leave you with other than somebody that's, like, very, very strong that you, you can't trust? Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, seems like the same person. It's it, Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird position for, you know, not just him to be in, but the party to be in as well of, like, we want to accept this guy, but can we? <laughs> Yeah. No, exactly. But obviously, with the codified information comes all of the backstory about Orin oh. and Gaius, potentially. Oh. Law drop. Law drop. All of the law drop, where they fail with talking to Enkidu and finding out anything from him. They get all of the names. So Corsica's Vindegulf gets brought up. Oh. Helica Ringthrup and her sons, yeah, her sons Corsica's Vindegulf and Eremir Aris, mm-hmm. who apparently is Gaius's dad, maybe, potentially, oh, yeah. because that's Gaius's middle name. What? So cool. What? I was named after my dad. I was named after my dad. I was named after my dad. <laughs> Just going <laughs> shouting, Daddy! <laughs> Honestly, a moment yeah. for me. <laughs> I love it. It was a lot. Like this K that they've been following and who's been helping them could potentially be Gaius' dad. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's not Krell at all. Well, no. it, I, th- this is one thing that really confused me because it could still be Krell. It was mentioned that mm. Krell was brought into like, you know, the, the wing thruff, you know, what they were working on. Mm-hmm. So technically we're looking into the future. That could still be him as the K. Yeah. But through trying to find out who that K is, we now maybe know who Gaius' dad is. I, I, I Yeah, I don't know. I'm. It could be... It could go either way. Could be neither. I mean, yeah. if Corsicus and Kral are the same person, oh, don't. Oh, how horrible would that be for Gaius, knowing <laughs> no, that he's no, related no, no, no. to him? Like, could you imagine if that's the that's what you find out at the end? That this horrible sorcerer gone mad is his dad. What last episode? It's just like, oh, yeah. by the way, Kral was your dad. No, yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> like talk about a bad family tree like geez you know with all of his trouble with his siblings as well that he mentions like it's not good yeah not good good. yeah there was a lot of a lot of kind of you know i don't know whether you drew up the family tree as well but you've got like you know volus and and helica they were the ones Mm -hmm. that had causticus and eromir and then they both did the advancement test or something but then went missing is kind of the sense that i got they progressed to the rank of captain and then they disappeared so, uh, you know, with the Codex sort of version of Helica being like, if you find them, like, do let us know, because we'd like to know where they are. So mm. I'm I'm wondering whether it's a similar thing as to what's happened to our, like, guys, where they've done the test with a series of people. So, like, if Corsicus and Eremir did it together, someone they know has died, and they've just been mm. like, no, this isn't the family for me, and they've yeah. just gotten out of it, because they've, like, realised... Like, you know, it was the turning point for realising that the, the Winthrops don't mess about. Like, they do not mess <laughs> about. Like, they literally asked do you support our family values nope you're dead yeah that <laughs> and is now you will what <laughs> yeah and now you're in our system bye yeah so i genuinely think that that's what happened is that the they were like no we're not being a part of this family because we don't we don't believe in these values and they've just you know because there's no suggestion that they change the test you know no, so essentially true. they did exactly the same thing the tubes and the questions and things like that so mm-hmm. that's probably what happened I just kind of wonder, what happens if you do the advancement test on your own? Like, would it be a completely different test? Because I think we, we talked about this with the uh, the puzzles in the first cube, that they were kind of set up for multiple people. Mm, but yeah. I'm guessing some people can do those tests on their own. So is it, you know, does the cube randomise and they have different challenges that they do? Yeah, that's a good question. If they wanted to do the advancement test and only one tunnel is open, is it just that they answer questions incorrectly or something and then they get zapped or you know are the questions different and it's not about trying to find out who is the uh you know the most likely to foil any codex plans in the future you know maybe it is a case of you know that is just for multiple people yeah like a personality test except you take it by yourself Mm. so it's like do you believe in this and if you say the wrong thing the electricity comes closer to you kind of thing yeah it just fills by like 50 percent, and then yeah (laughs) you could get it wrong twice (laughs) it is an interesting one though with the cube because obviously that as much as that was in a previous episode how yeah how would you do that by yourself because Mm. i suppose you could be smart enough to do it by yourself especially stuff like the table leg like orin essentially did that by himself yeah so it's definitely possible. I think the only one is them getting into the um, so the rerouting of everything. They kind of had to have everyone there. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Well, it just maybe would have taken them longer. I'd love to have seen Myra take that test. Oh, should have aced it. I think she just would have w- walked in there and be like, "Uh, it's obviously the table leg." Yeah. Just taking the mick out of everyone and been like, "Oh, it's obviously this. You guys are useless." <laughs> yeah. She's small enough to deal with all the cruel spaces as yeah, well. She mm. would like scratch out all the clues and be like, no, that's cheating. I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't accept this help. Thank you. Bye. I find those clues like it still um, still kind of plays on my mind, though, because 
to me, if someone's going to put clues in that room, it kind of makes me feel like they've done it before, mm. which again would lead into the it's from Crowl, not Causticus side of things. Oh, because yeah. once you've once you've done it, aren't you kind of really keen to like advance and carry on and move on to the next room? Unless, of course, it is Causticus leaving clues for his younger brother who is about to do it. That is actually a really interesting theory. That was my other thought. That's a good point, because there's no indication of age. Like, they just say, these are my Mm. two sons, Causticus and Eremir. So there's no indication of who's the older one or whether, even if they're like twins, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no sort of indication of age or time or, you know, for all we know, yeah, Eremir's the younger brother. And maybe it was, I mean, no, no reason to think this, but maybe... Causticus was kind of the more intelligent son and looked after like his younger brother and he was pretty convinced that Eremir was not going to pass the test on his own yeah. left him all the little clues to give him a little bit of a head start to get through it oh that's a very Ooh. good point that's a very good point maybe no I like that I really like that as well, we'll see. But, um, what do we think about heritage like who do we think <laughs> if we're going along the basis that because it was kind of found out like the, the Volus hemlock link you know and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he just said, I want to speak to Volus, and a Volus appeared, mm. who just so happened to be connected to this family, you know, just married to... Just happened to be Helica's wife. Helica, right? yeah. yeah. Um, who clearly died in the his advancement test, I think. Uh, he was yes. going for the yeah, yeah. Yeah. captain rank. But yeah, are we... If we're kind of tying the things together, do we think... Mm. Do Orin and Gaius come from the same parent? Are they both Corsus? I, I, I don't know. I was under the impression Is one Corsicus, one Eremir? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, whether they're cousins. Mm. If we're assuming that Corsicus is Gaius's dad mm-hmm. and then Volus yep. is... Orin's granddad? Yeah. Yeah, Orin's granddad. Then that is cousins. Very exciting. Yeah, it really is. But no hemlock, though. I mean, they, it could all be red herrings, and you know, David is just really enjoying, you yeah. know, name links. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, because hemlock didn't come up at all. So they looked for him, and they were like, "He's not, mm. or he or she is not part of the codex." So yeah. that is a name we are yet to explore. Yeah. So there'll be stuff coming from that as well. Yeah, could be from Orin's mother's side, for example. Exactly. Potentially, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if it like had a hex heritage i don't know something about it it seems like you know hemlock poisoning yeah yeah i did think of that i was like i swear hemlock's like a herb or some sort of thing isn't it like a poisonous plant or something like that i feel like sam gets to using a search engine to try and find out yeah because obviously i know of like deadly nightshade and that's the kind of it yeah it kind of makes me think of that kind of thing any other herbs to just use for cooking so i I have no idea (laughs) juna would know juna would know juna would know flower check oh here we go Yes. Um, yeah. So hemlock is a poison. Hemlock is a poison. Highly poisonous uh, flowering plant in the okay. in the carrot family. Apparently, it's a poisonous carrot. Poisonous carrot. <laughs> yeah. Or it's a poisonous carrot. Tell it, friends. <laughs> so this is yeah. Maybe this is like a he is supposed to be the poison to the wingthrop family. Like maybe there is a tie to like you know Volus Ooh. being. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. You know, if it's given name. Whoa. Very true. Mm. Mm. And then obviously the episode ends with the golem, 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 golem. Golem. As, uh, golem, <laughs> as uh, the pronunciation yes. was discussed. <laughs> yep. Yes, the 50,000 strong army just oh. sat there waiting oh. for someone to take the throne. As Erida discussed, that's yep. literally their purpose is to put someone on the throne. Yep. Oh, Not God. that they're going to reveal who because, you know, higher no. ranking family members. <laughs> but also that's, that is being added to all the time it's a you know it's a conveyor belt of non-stop 
Yeah. And now the next one is ready. Yep. And now Create the next them. one is ready. Stick a wand on the them. The longer they leave this, the bigger that army gets. Yeah. That is terrifying. Did anybody get like a, you know, the Helm's Deep fight kind of look when the, the lightning flashes and you see just like the tide of orcs? Spoilers if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings, but uh, there's lots of orcs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like that scene. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Coming you know, out of screaming the, yeah. and, like, Just all yeah. these golems behind him yeah. in face masks. Not 100%. I'm guessing it's like they're like imbued with the souls of soldiers who have been codified. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, that would make sense, wouldn't it? That's it, terrifying, the fact that you could die and then you're used to power, essentially as a battery for mm-hmm. this army. And Ooh. like, you've got no choice in it, do you know what I mean? These these are just like programmed machines. So you've yeah. got no choice yeah. in fighting this this battle. You just got to go for it. So it's the idea of mm-hmm. more people, if more people take this test and more people fail this test, the bigger their army will be. And that is horrible to think that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But also, and and it's so simple to produce. I'm I'm guessing from the way that they've described it, there's there's two wands being created, and each golem has a wand as they're created. So it's either mm-hmm. like a protection spell or a blasting spell. It's that mm. simple. So you will just come back and you'll be like, okay, I guess I'm a blaster then. Cool. <laughs> I'll go sit with my forty nine thousand nine hundred and nine you know, yeah. other friends. Mm. Oh God, like I'm all for recycling things, mm. but that's just not that's just not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Reuse, recycle. <laughs> It makes them ranged attackers as well. It's not like they don't have mm. to do hand-to-hand combat with that, though. Mm. It kind of makes them even more prolific. No, definitely. And as we find out from, uh, well, I'm guessing Pepper's going to tell us in a minute, but, you know, these golems, mm-hmm. they're not exactly, you know, pushovers. Uh, no. Nope. They pack a punch. High hit points. High hit points. Yeah, I know, right? High damage as well. <laughs> yeah. And then after that big revelation, obviously we get Enkidu 1 run out and then Enkidu 2 run out completely oh, naked with Eridus' yeah. head in his hand. <laughs> and then the first one comes out in what was described as a onesie or like a beach one suit. Yeah. <laughs> a bodysuit. A bodysuit, yeah. yes. The Victorian bodysuit, <laughs> which is just very strange it was just <laughs> very just strange like, and then Enkidu runs oh, out God, again yeah. and you're like what yeah. no hold on <laughs> it was so good just love the way yeah Enkidu is on his way to a Lido Enkidu <laughs> his bathing suit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then naked Enkidu <laughs> with with Erida being like we need to get out and then Next thing you know, the battle begins. So I suppose we'll lead mm-hmm. to the next episode. Yeah. So yeah, we've got the the two Enkidus. Do we call them Enkidu and Enkodu? That was what yeah, they were Yeah, I, I feel like that's what Daryl named himself. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I feel like it's Enkidu just with numbers. So it's like three N D one and mm. the yep. rest of the letters nice. that I can't think of right now, but you know. <laughs> yeah, like a registration plate on the back of him. One and then a two or something like that. Enkidu. Yeah. Just yeah, like, yeah. if you want to refer to all of them, just call them Enkidai, like Hakidai. <laughs> yeah, like nice. Yeah. Pluralizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this episode, the first thing that I want to talk about is you've got the, obviously these two Enkidus. Enkiduo. Enkiduo. Oh, nice. that was good. That was good. Very good. Not for long, though, because Gaius throws the bodysuit Enkidu off the platform and he plummets to his death, <laughs> which... I was going to ask you guys, is that was that a good idea or do you think he was a bit hasty 
about I loved it. disposing of that Enkidu. I absolutely loved it. That like this is Sparta moment. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, right? As an action moment, incredible. It's just it, and yeah. I would be worried as the sort of like real sort of codex, I suppose, Enkidu, because I'd be like, oh god, he just disposed of me like that. Like if I yeah. show anything up, I'm gonna get pushed off yeah. the platform. Like. It was a bit of a power play, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, definitely. I just it was interesting because he like he seemed to be going in the same direction as them. He seemed to kind of be. You know, they hadn't got far enough to see whether he was going to help them. But, you know, they could have potentially disposed of him later and could have done with an extra ally in this battle about 50,000 golems. Well, that's the point, actually. But yeah, would he I... have helped them or would he turned on them? I don't know. That's a question. Because he was supposed to he was supposed to act like the real Enkidu. So... Yeah. so he probably would have helped them then, by that logic. You would have thought up to a point he would have, he would have helped them. Mm, but... I reckon if they'd have kept him, I reckon when Quanta came out, then he would have turned. He would have turned. I think yeah, that's what would have possibly. happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. Or we would have had some kind of like robot battle, which could have also been a mech. Yeah. Can you if like, you know, Enkodu also like knives came out? It's like, come on! Oh my then. God, yes. It'd be like the faceless footman <laughs> battle all over again with like two Enkidus battling each other. So cool. Talking of Quanta, shame that Juna's use of Alter Self didn't pay off. Oh, I know. As they were going up in the lift, she cast Alter Self on herself and turned herself into Quanta. That would have been... It was such a brilliant idea. It was a great yeah. idea. But it was such a shame. I think maybe would have fooled people, but a sentient but, mind yeah, or hive mind kind of thing. Sure. You know, yeah. one of them realises it's not her. Yeah. All of them are going to realise. I, I still think mm-hmm. it was a worthy shot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and David I don't, rolled I think for it was it. one of those things like, okay, hindsight, it, you know, it didn't work. But yeah, sure. it's worth a try. Like in that situation for it to just be like, can you imagine if it was that simple? It's like, oh no, don't attack us. I'm just escorting them out of the building and battle over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Like it, it just it just meant like they had two paths. They could have gone the sneaky path or the all guns blazing. And it just happened to be the guns blazing path. This is true. Which made for really interesting podcast entertainment. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I got so confused. Though. I was like, who's hitting who? Where? What's happening? There's a golem <laughs> flying here and they've hit this one here. And ah, like, honestly, by the end of it, I so many golems oh god and like we said they did not go down easy there was some big damage like you know when when we're Mm. hearing like you know 20 points hit with a shatter Mm. and that golem is he's like okay yeah yeah you know it took that hit yeah no it's it's still fine yeah it's not falling up it's not dead Mm -hmm. no not even wounded okay cool carry on and they're dealing the same amount of damage in return as well yeah Yeah. one of them hit hit juna and i think she was down to to half hit points after the first hit it makes you wonder like if they've made an enemy out of the Wingthrops, they they're gonna be in trouble yeah. like they'll uh-huh. need to find their own army that's equally as competent in order to fight back because like we saw there is a giant army waiting like yeah and mm-hmm. they're hard to fight they're really hard to defeat and they're just the grunts like yeah. i i had that moment when when quanta came out you know I, I was worried that it was a step too far that you know david was heading towards a, a tpk at that moment because well it could mm. well have the been the golems had already proved themselves hard to to beat and then you know quanta comes mm-hmm. out with all the bloody knives and a ridiculous running speed and i think that one attack that she had against gaius was like oh yeah you know it's, j- it's slashing and it's burning yeah. and you're poisoned like all, yes. all yeah. the things in one and that's mm-hmm. just one commander yeah, yeah. That's a and we know point. that there are others out there you know we, we've heard that myra's parents are not themselves so mm-hmm. are they uh, okay they're not in applied med tech so maybe they don't have all the scalpels and everything like yeah. that but what have they got going on sure yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah, exactly yeesh Ugh. 
But we did see cool things from our characters as well. We did see cool things from the players. Uh, yeah, I just want to point out how awesome Chaperone's reciprocation was. Oh my goodness, Not just yes. the move itself, but the wording of it yes. was so mm. good for Gwendolyn. It was so, yeah, again, with these Jane Austen vibes. But yeah, I really like that. I've seen skills like that in the past. But to be able to move your unarmed movement speed, which is something that's very kind of specific to a monk, yeah, you know, that's just going to go up and up and up as she scales through these levels. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense for her character as well. And was kind of the defining thing that meant that Gaius didn't die. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Kind of feel like we should rebrand her as Gwen the Destroyer. Yep. Love it. Quinn the Destroyer. Because she, she crushed Quanta in the same way that she crushed Crowl. And I think yeah. she's just like a, a the MVP when it comes to combat at the moment. That's very true. Like, she just turns it around. Like, considering how traumatized she was in the previous episode, and then mm. just to turn around and absolutely dominate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> destroyer. Quinn the Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Could we talk about Enkidu's very cool use of compelled duel towards yeah. the end of this battle as well? Mm. Because that was that was pretty awesome. Given that he was obviously naked and he'd lost all of his <laughs> armor and everything like that. Fighting um, in the nude. He's yeah, but he's still able to use his shield spell and have Cal come out and protect him. Yeah. That was amazing, yeah, to see that his patrons were still in still there. Still there. You know, that, that was the the kind of the one thing that makes you go, Oh actually, mm. yeah, this kinda of is still in Kidu. Yeah, no, definitely. It kind of that's the one thing that kind of gave you hope that was like, actually, yeah, it is still him. He's still in there. He's but still interestingly, in there. what if what if the other Enkidu had been there? En- Enkidu, mm-hmm. Enkodu, whatever we're calling him. Yep. If he had been there, I wonder if he would have been able to access the patrons. Yeah, if there's like, absolutely, right? If it's his information. Because like, they were in yeah. the codex. That's a very good point. Because we saw the, the flickers of them. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, God, there's just questions yeah. that will never be answered. Yeah. It's completely fine because the Wingthrops can just make more Enkidus. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, God. You know, they'll just make as many as they want now. You know, they're going to replace Quanta. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah. You know, if- it was ultimately pointless getting rid of her. It was cool, but she'll just be rebuilt tomorrow. What if they, if they put all of the 50,000 golems through and just changed their head to Enkidu's head? <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> that would be so psychologically scarring oh, for God. everyone listening, playing, just like <laughs> seeing Enkidu's like face on this massive built like stone body. Oh, no, 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 no. That's my nightmare for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hate it. Hate it so much. Well, I'm glad I left you with that mental image. <laughs> but yeah, cool episode. Yeah. Very cool episode. Nice little features like, you know, the, the auto crit that he got from, you know, Gilgamesh coming mm. out. Yes, 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 yes. Gilgamesh at the end. So, yes. so cool. It's like he's gotten stronger, isn't it? Yeah. It's like since he's been like remade, he is just stronger as a person. And it's like, what? How? Yeah, a bit scary. <laughs> what have they done? Yeah. We'll, we'll find out, I'm sure. We find out in Spill the Tea. Corks, Spill the Tea. Oh, yeah. All of the tea. So before we talk about the other huge reveal of this set of episodes, I have to point out probably one of my favourite moments. Oh, yeah. Which was Attack of the Footpath. <laughs> <laughs> That was excellent. It was so funny. Just the way that David reiterated, well, it's going to have minus five because it's a footpath. Yeah, and it's like has disadvantage on the saving throw because yeah, it's shattered. I loved it. Oh my it God. Was, it was, it was so funny. It's great. It's just, you know, this moments of tension and like this moment of calm and almost like downtime and just rest and recovery and yeah, footpath moment was excellent. It was 
so funny. I mean, considering the last episode, which was like all fight, like from start to finish, mm-hmm. you know, from the moment that yeah. they, you know, Enkidu ran into the room to getting on the boat in the tunnel, it was all combat mm-hmm. from, you know, yeah. like multiple assailants all over there. That I kind of love that in this one, the only combat was this path. <laughs> the only danger was the footpath. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's an episode of talking, basically. Yeah. So they're all sat in the boat and initially Enkidu wants to wait until they get the other side of the tunnel before he kind of reveals what happened to him. They also have a little look in the boxes that were stacked in there. I mean, Juna knocks yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, she but... does. <laughs> oh, God. She's natural one. Hopefully there was nothing too important in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so the key to all the future, it's it's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, no, yeah. the anti-Winthrop ones. Ah, it's oh. gone forever. <laughs> Damn it. So Enkidu ends up receiving the Armour of Shadows yeah. from one of yes. these boxes, which is a, a Coggian design. Coggian, by the way, noticeably absent from the previous episode. Mm. Didn't come and help yeah, the golems or anything like that. Just kind of kept himself out of the way, which maybe maybe he could be a potential ally in future if they ever end up back there. Yeah, because he's just a recruit, isn't he? Mm. Mm, yeah, but he didn't seem to have any interest in taking the test either, which makes you think either he's just completely unambitious in which case, is he that useful to the Winkthrops anyway? Yeah. Or does he know something more about those tests? Potentially. I mean, there's also, you know, when people talk about Coggy and in, in future episodes, I mean, Myra is is mm. not exactly, she doesn't talk about people favourably anyway. No. But she does talk about, you know, Coggy and being a bit of a, hmm, yeah. uh, when it comes to magical construction. So yeah, maybe it's just yeah. the fact that he's like, well... He's quote, a bit like Orin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which take it whichever way you want but yeah maybe it's a case of like he's like oh if i take the advancement test i'm gonna die so i might as well just i can Mm -hmm. keep making things here i don't know yeah Yeah, that's fair potential ally though yep 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 and um yeah it was patreon inspired yes which is quite cool that was very cool it was nice to see the stuff because obviously the one i remembered was the shambling mound (laughs) yeah yeah just out of interest which ones did you vote for because i'm assuming you both voted for this i did i can't remember actually i know it was a while ago i think probably i voted for the smoke i voted for the exclamation mark you know the the target on his head for for all sources because i just thought that's such a such a brilliant downside i love that i love that it turned out being both though yeah (laughs) That was our fault, Sam. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. Sorry, Enkidu. <laughs> Enkidu then does decide he's going to reveal some more of what happened to him. Mm. Sort of starts from the beginning of being zapped in the tunnel. Um, but he can only say so much. He's you know physically stopped from being able to speak about his prime directive mm. and all that kind of thing. But instead... June is able to cast detect thoughts on him and is able to actually physically witness everything. Cue phenomenal moment, oh, which so just good. it was done beautifully. The audio processing, the music behind it, it was so the clever. Performance as well, like you the know, performance. Mm. It was so like listening so good. to Daryl. That I think there's a moment where he just like you know basically swore, and it just mm-hmm. seemed so natural for Enkidu yeah, to do absolutely. that at that moment. Like I think yeah. it was when the other Enkidu walked into the room or something. He's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. The yeah, whole way through, like we were fantastic. following his confusion. Yeah. I know. It was it was just horrible to kind of hear him go through like because it was this is all behind the scenes. Like whilst our guys are like, mm-hmm. you know, running around speaking to the sort of the codex version, he's just there yeah. going through this weird mm-hmm. experience. And then this person telling him that, you know, he's now got this new sort of yeah. purpose in life. Yeah. And it's like, no. And it's like, 
well, you've got to follow it, really. You know, we've given you this lovely high-tech body, and so you've got to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you owe us one. And I hate that. I hate that he owns the wing thrust. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. And he doesn't know how they'll catch it I bet it he despises yeah. that. Like, oh, it's just not right. Oh, hang on. So, something's just occurred to me, actually. Um, I, I, I feel like it's in episode 40. Juna mm-hmm. tries to cast Sending to Enkidu, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. she's not able to yep. find a target so whenever she casts it on something that isn't real so when she did it for Herida as well it's just static in the brain so that's detect thoughts but she did try a ascending i think she was trying she to send, try a, sending. send a oh, message to enkidu and yeah she was talking to orin yeah yeah yeah, about yeah. It beforehand using message. and then i think david said it, it didn't find a target so yeah my kind connect. of question here is like did and you know the new enkidu this new body that he's got and this whole conversation mm-hmm. that happened was that between the point of the sending mm-hmm. and Enkidu bursting into the room, like, was that like a five minute conversation that they, you know, that he mm-hmm. had with Erida and it just, you know, followed straight on? Or is Enkidu not able to be targeted by the sending spell? Or do you remember back when they were in the holding room before they got let into the actual main bit? Mm-hmm. She wasn't able Yeah, of course. Sort of yeah, she tried to get out to Ginger. I think didn't it she? might be to do with the, the force field type yeah. thing as much as anything else, but. Yeah, maybe. Could be that. But good thought, though. At what oh, point definitely. did Enkidu come back? Being too meta. <laughs> ah, oh, I love it. you got, you got to yeah. think. Did he actually come back? Is he back at all? But we find out, we find out so much through this conversation mm. about, you know, the Wingthrops having their big plans that go back 500 years. And that either Enkidu or Gilgamesh has King's Blood, but they're not sure. We get... Um, the tip about the demonologist, Geremir Hastan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I cannot wait for this. I'm I know. I'm so excited. Flesh out for that storyline. Presumably, given that he's on the map, he's another of the sort of mirrors in the plinth. Yeah. Room. He's going to be one of those guys. Yeah, there was a bit of talk about that, about how, you know, Erida could be one of the scratched out ones or, you know, the broken ones mm-hmm. to sever that connection. Yeah, it, it's Very nice that true. that's still coming, you know, coming back around, little hints to it every now and then. Yeah, exactly. And the more we meet these mages, archmages, mm. Which one is going to be that do not trust? And is that from Kral's perspective or is that a note to the party? Yeah. Like the bluff, double bluff kind of thing. No, very true. It makes you, makes you go in and, and question everything you're being told. Like, you know, yeah. for the good of Dravain, is it really for the good of Dravain? Well, this, yeah. is, this is one thing that I've really been wondering, particularly when I listened back to this episode, mm-hmm. is that, you know, both Kral and Erida in their own rights have been building armies. Yeah. And they keep talking about it, you know, being for the the good of the world, like some kind of like oncoming threat that yeah. the crowd's clearly seen, Erida is clearly aware of, mm-hmm. and has been planning for over 500 years. So firstly, what is this threat? Mm. You know, it, you yep. know, flames floods the dead rising and all of that. Yep, you know, yep. there, is, there is that, but you know, how much do they know about this? How much are they not able to let on or it ruins the future? Yeah. Very true. What part mm-hmm. does Lord Berrien have to play in all of this? You know, is is this like, yep. he keeps getting dropped in every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. vying for the throne. He just he's feels got... like such a pawn though. He just feels like he's just there <laughs> to be put on the throne and like controlled and manipulated. Yeah. If he's got to use frosting, do you know what I mean? If he's got to use these illegal yeah. methods of getting people to support his claim <laughs> then he's just yeah. there to kind of be like a body i think well either that or he's the leader of the hex who knows because we know that the true. hex deal with frosting Ooh. as well and you know maybe yeah. the mm-hmm. hex are trying to work their way up into the biggest seat in the country you know everyone it, wants yeah. the throne yeah 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 including enkidu very strongly <laughs> oh 
And you've got T- Timon Prevos as well, who's the other yeah, Tyrion Prevos. Yeah, that we know very little about, other than he's trying to upset the the ways of things at the moment. So there'll be more to come about him, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, better be. Yeah, <laughs> it does kind of sound like Prevos is, you know, Enkidu actually isn't too bothered by Prevos. Like, you know, he could actually fall uh, in line with that idea of like the country being changed. Yeah, but I don't know. His kind of his want to be on the throne I seems mean, he stronger. could have done. Is he going to do that now? Yeah, exactly. When push comes to shove and like mm. they get there, is he going to actually follow through with the Wingthrop-like directive or is he going to stick to his own guns? And will he have a choice? And will he have a choice, yeah. exactly. When the time comes. I mean, there was that kind of imagery in the episode and I, I got real like Marvel vibes in this. I got the, you know, Black <laughs> Panther with the, yeah. uh, you know, Coggy and suit. And then they mentioned like mm-hmm. his chest opened up into a blue triangle and I was seeing like Iron yes. Man vibes there yeah. as well so you know he's iron panther love it iron um, panther. <laughs> but you know it's like that is over his heart i believe or mm. in the center of his chest so you know and they said feel free to go against us but does that mean that they there's still like a you know a backup drive that you know they'll be able to take over enkidu yeah. and manage what he's he's doing when he's on the throne mm-hmm. or or is erida's mission just literally to get somebody back on the throne just anybody to stop some threat that's going to happen and then all of the army is going to follow enkidu and his dreams yeah. Who knows? I've got this horrible feeling that the closer that Enkidu gets to the throne and to Mervi, the less of himself he'll become. Ooh. I don't know. I just There's something about, you know, as he gets closer to his prime directive, the more the Wingthrop influence will take over. Yeah. And maybe perhaps by the time they get to that point of being able to put him on the throne, there'll be a very tough decision to make about whether that is Enkidu or not yeah oh, man. and whether he realizes which parts were absolutely him which of his goals were because mm-hmm. you know it was always his goal to be king or to see his brother on the throne no absolutely yeah you know to see gilgamesh put back in that position yeah but there was there was something about when they were saying like you know is this what you want and he was he was adamant at this point like that is my mission yeah. that is what i'm going to do mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know how much of that is is him and how much yep. of that is the new influence in his head of like that is his prime directive yeah yeah it's difficult kind of consumed him potentially mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah because it's it's lost that kind of emotional aspect in my opinion yeah because you know the whole point is is he's got these people stuck inside of him and he wants them to even needs them to be free and like live their lives whereas now it just seems like he's just carrying them to where they need to be yeah. Yeah. it just sounds like he's just got like essentially just a rucksack full of people <laughs> so it yeah it's definitely lost that kind of emotional like mm-hmm. sort of inside check kind of like yeah. making sure everybody's okay in there it just feels like nope we got to do this come on let's go <laughs> yeah yeah and should they should they come across Jeremiah Hastan the demonologist and he's given the choice to extract them is he going will he do it will he do it exactly Ooh. yeah that is scary because he's not going to have bodies to put them back into unless they go back to the Wingthrops and take a few bodies and they make him a body mm-hmm. no. Ooh, that would be oh, horrible god yeah that's actually a very good point he could easily just sacrifice them back to the Wingthrops they're in the codex anyway well I mean he, he did oh god he did say that you know the 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 Codex or the Erida is, it's a stockpile of their information. It's not their, like, their dreams, their souls and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's all the information yeah. that they have. And in a way, they kind of have that with Gilgamesh. We don't know in, in what capacity, but, you know, there was definitely a moment uh, in, I think it was episode 40, when they were like, oh, it's, you know, Alcibiades here. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. And, like, just, just oh, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. They, they probably do have that information, but if they're able to get them out of, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. Scary. Don't know. I'm very excited for that that bit of the story arc to come up. Mm. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. But hurry yeah. up. <laughs> I, I, kind, yeah. I kind of get the idea that, you know, they go demon hunting after this, you know, go demon see this hunting. demonologist <laughs> and it's like, oh, I will help you if you hunt this greater demon. Go find a demogorgon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we want to move on to at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, go on then. After spending an entire episode in a boat uh, going down this tunnel, which they, they managed to get a long rest on, you know, <laughs> it's at least an eight yeah. hour journey in a straight line down this tunnel with very um, far away or a very slow boat, <laughs> potentially some some golems following them behind. But yeah, I mean, this was this was a beautiful wrapping up episode. We had, uh, you know, time at the end of the boat. We had some stupid mm-hmm. antics in front of a waterfall and, you know, swimming oh, through. <laughs> oh, God. It's always Gaius, 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 Gaius. Yeah. I'll just jump off the edge. <laughs> Oh, it's two waterfalls. Oh, great. Oh, dear. But yeah, it's kind of a a case of eventually making their way back to uh, to Drostad and, you know, having that chat. Uh, Enkidu got to use his armor, which is very nice. He used his pass without trace, which means that Mm -hmm. anytime he casts it from now on, we'll be seeing potentially some exclamation marks over the head. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Or just puffing out smoke. I love that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be invisible. I'm going to be really hard to detect. Just like there's smoke going on. Oh, damn it. Um, yeah. A cloak that only works at night. But yeah, getting back there, relaying this information, which, oh my God, it was so cute. That moment between Orin and Myra that. Oh, I know. You know. And I kind of feel like that's what this arc was, in a way. Was, was... It was about that. It was about her. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason why they went and why she joined them was because she was like, oh, my parents are a bit weird. Yeah. Do you want to go check this out? And then they just so happened to kind of have the sort of statue be like, Wingthrop detected. And they mm-hmm. kind of just went with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. just kind of like, oh, cool. Let's just do the test then. La, 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 la. So- yeah, they just... <laughs> they just pushed on with it but yeah their relationship throughout this arc was was a big thing for me because it started from well particularly for Orin, like you know admiration like oh another artificer to mm-hmm. hatred to <laughs> you know respect and inspiration and then finally at the yeah. end family uh, and i just yeah. that moment like right at the end of this episode where oh. you know he gets a little hug oh. which we're assuming is from myra it could have been theracene but you yeah. know <laughs> But you know, just just for that to yeah, a small hug on Orin. I'm assuming it's Myra. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of nice because they were talking about all these dark things throughout the episode. Like, oh yeah, your parents, you know, they they've been codified, and now you know what that yeah. means. And you know, it's all kind of doom and gloom. Erida could be watching every single moment, but just having a little cuddle mm-hmm. at the end, you know, yeah. that hope. And it's like she just wants to be tough. Like it doesn't feel like she was being mean because she was like. She mm-hmm. just wanted to prove that she was better. Like it was, it just felt like the whole thing was just an act. But then mm-hmm. when she's invisible, she can finally be like, "No, actually, yeah. I really admire your work, and you're really yeah. cool." Okay, I'm going. Aww. Like it is really sweet. Yeah. And I think it's a nature versus nurture thing. Her nature is that you know she's got family, and you know she's going to cling on to that. Whereas the nurture that you know this family seems to breed competition. Exactly. And that's, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Is is one upping the person next to you so of course she's gonna you know yeah. he's older than her and his his designs are sticks with gum you know and, uh, <laughs> you know she's she's gonna knock that around but it was a nice kind of arc for Orin as well because yeah he's always been you know like you know tinkering and making these things but this arc was very much like Orin with moments of failure mm. or not quite being up to the standard that the other people yeah. are you know kind of seeing where he wants to be you know, no, helping definitely. helping monsters with his magic. It's like, oh, okay, actually, I probably do need to learn 
a bit more about yeah. which elements he was talking about that in the golem fight it's like okay well i can't actually damage them with either of these so yeah how can i be useful in this fight and no exactly yeah just seeing him like oh yeah you know i've made my own little work table and yeah yeah like he's learned from her yeah look i made this see <laughs> please be proud of me oh <laughs> uh, but yeah, something else happens in that Myra and Theracene are going to go and potentially join up with the Rose family. That is going to be interesting. Uh, which got me excited for a bit, you know, even more of a reason to delve into Gwendolyn's backstory in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're working our way through now, aren't we? Mm. We're getting there in terms of people and their lives. Yeah, starting to get a few more threads to unravel their stories a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, we're still... We still haven't found out everything about, you know, backstories for any of these characters, really. There's so much grey that we still need to explore. And I feel like with some of them... Stuff they don't know. I was going to say, stuff they don't know about themselves. You know, Orin and Gaius don't really know about their heritage, you know, Orin especially so. And like Gaius Mm -hmm. just like lies every time he talks about it. It's always (laughs) just a lie. So, you know, like having someone basically expose him in front of everyone is is ideal because then we get to know more yeah yeah true uh just out of curiosity because we kind of talked about like you know the orin and myra arc who do you reckon had the biggest arc in this chapter Ooh, good question well enkidu did die yeah <laughs> true he had the biggest physical arc multiple- yeah. <laughs> physically yeah. he had oh, he had a bit of a ride mm. <laughs> i'm trying to think i don't know there's an argument for all of them though yeah, yeah. which yeah is why you've asked the question, of course. Because, I mean, you know, even with Juna, you know, she came from a point of like, you know, this is magic. This is what magic is. And I love magic to seeing this like mm. constructed magic. And, uh, you know, there, there, there was a moment where it was kind of like, oh, we're not going to. I think somebody said we're not going to kill Quanta because how does that help? I think it was Orin that said that. And and mm. Vicky was saying, like, oh, Juna hates that. She just wants, yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's a real kind they, of. They all there. Like Gaius was like, we're going to burn this place to the ground, like to Gwen mm-hmm. to reassure her. And then like Juna just wanted to kill Quanta. And I think she yeah. did, to be fair, towards the end, I think she was starting to get Orin, especially in episode 40, she was starting to get Orin on board with that idea. Yeah. Like mm. he was so angry after yeah. Enkidu. I mean, you know, I know there was the joke that they were betrothed, but I feel like <laughs> he almost kind of took it to heart. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, you yeah. know, like they've really grown in their relationship and I yeah. think that Enkidu really respected mm-hmm. Orin. So yeah. for Orin to just suddenly lose him and, you know, and, and in, as well for Gaius and, and Orin, you know, it was in chase of their heritage. It was in, they are the Winthrops. Yeah. So yeah. they must have so much guilt on their conscience that they put their friends in this situation because they didn't have mm-hmm. to take the yeah. test. No, it no, could have just didn't. been Oren and Guy. <laughs> but they yeah. they all took the test together and one yeah. of their friends died. Like that is a lot to like so I'd say for that reason, definitely Orin and Guy. It's the true cost of knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And Guy just needs to be honest about his life. Like Guy <laughs> Guy just needs to tell the truth. Like, can you stop lying to your friends? Like <laughs> I think it's compulsive. He doesn't have a choice at this uh, point. He has to lie. He can't help it. Yeah, Whether it be to, you know, protect their or protect himself you know it kind of got that idea you know yeah, that he's not talking true. about his family because they are so high up within the hex you know yeah but to, to even mention them is is to bring danger onto yourself mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's you know with, with Orin it was kind of he's been searching for family and that that's been kind of his you know primary directive or um it's difficult because he he was finding his family but in doing so he lost his family yeah and his found family yeah. you know the, the people that are closest to him and I think that's kind of what he was yeah like you say struggling with in that is like yeah. okay well my actual family my flesh and blood family 
I hate them now and I can't believe that I'm a mm-hmm. part of this, but actually I now have you guy. Um Yeah. You know, to be my real family and oh god. Oh, so cute. And to take away Enkidu. And I mean like for Gwen as well, like there wasn't a huge amount for her to gain by entering that wing threat workshop. No, definitely not. Like there was there was no big reveal that she was kind of going in expecting to get. And particularly given the kind of tension between her and Enkidu throughout this process. They were the last two into their tubes before they did the the test as well. Oh, yeah. yeah to, to go, go in, in and yeah. kind of like, almost like pushing each other and helping each other. We can do sum this, up yeah. the courage, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And she was the first one to speak, to say what has happened to Enkidu. She was the first one, which I thought was like quite telling about... Yeah. You know, they've had their big kind of punch-up fight and they've kind of got that out of their system a bit. Yeah, they just needed to beat each other up a little bit. Now they're fine. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I think their relationship will be very interesting going forward as well Yeah, what does this mean for Gwen Kidu? I know. I know. I mean, she gets to see him in assless chaps because that's canon now. (laughs) Oh my God, I nearly forgot about that. (laughs) Assless chaps. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then he got to see her be Mary Poppins and glide down a waterfall. Oh, so poofy, oh, poofy dress that. style. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just gently floating down, like, good day. <laughs> yeah, love it. But hopefully, yeah, with the war fan soon, it, it kind of sounded like Theracene was able, happy to give up those, you know, components for her to make that, you know, because she lost the mithril sheets through, you know, everything oh, that was happening yeah, within, within the complex, within the, uh, you know, when they were in the workshop, those mithril sheets were taken yeah. away. Very smartly by the DM. Yep. But, you know, the idea that she's got some materials here, we might see that at the beginning of the next arc. Yeah. I don't know. Looking at Pippa, she's not She's not making any giveaway oh. faces. Damn it. I'm sorry, that information. Just... No! Don't you dare. Take a head. We tried. We... Give it a last Guy, shot. Guy, kick her off the edge. <laughs> Thank you, David, for that get out clause. <laughs> Damn it. Do we have, um, do we have a favourite moment or two to sum up our... Our lovely chat together. Uh, we all know yours is the footpath. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love the footpath. The big bad of the campaign, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the big bad. The yeah. footpath. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've got I've got to be honest, my favourite moment is honestly Guy turning round and giving the middle finger. <laughs> Flipping the bird. Oh, Flipping oh, the yeah. bird as he goes away because it was just like the build up. Do you know what I mean? Like there was not like it was such an intense battle and it was just mm-hmm. like a whole episode. That is probably the longest kind of battle since the, the sort of the library. Yeah, yeah. we've had yeah. a few, haven't we? But not many. Yeah, like yeah, the only big battle was probably when they were the time hopping one against um with Crow yeah. in the library and the Vondels. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably the longest battle. And then, you know, that was ages ago when you think yeah. about it. So this mm-hmm. this was a long initiative. And then just to end it with them on a boat and then him just turning around being like, Wah! and that's like, <laughs> it was such a like, car- like it was such like a moment for the party. It's such a guy thing. Yeah, you did exactly. a really good build up to it as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it could have been, it could have been really and... intense. Like it could have been that mm-hmm. they just like collapsed into the boat and just, just like didn't move or just stared him down. But no, he had to just like one up them one last time. And that was yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I loved that. I'd have to say my the, the moment that made me laugh the most, like really kind of like spontaneous laugh, mm-hmm. was the, I think it was Gwendolyn saying she kicked something and instantly Chris was like, ow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just got me. Yeah. I, you know, I think I was on a train at the time and people looked at me a bit weird. But in terms <laughs> of my my favourite moment, like the, the bit that stood out to me, if I think about this arc mm-hmm. it, coming down to one moment, was the 
can I share this voice clip with you? Yeah. And just hearing yeah. that process, because like I say, it was just done so beautifully, mm-hmm. like that kind of like echoey Eridur style, you know, to the audio itself. And also just, you know, knowing that we were hearing, like the the other players were hearing that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at the same time that we were, obviously. It's not live, uh, but yeah, I kind but, of felt like yeah. we were sharing that experience of like, yeah, okay, this is what happened. And also all the information and just kind of, you know, I'd, I'd made it up in my head that the Wingthrops were bad guys. And now I don't know, like they, they could be, but actually their intentions could be good. They're just a little yeah. bit warped. Like, is there, is their mm-hmm. prime directive to see somebody on the throne and to protect Dravain? But it's just in a kind of like iRobot style kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the rules have changed. It's developed since, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've come off my yeah. favorite moment and gone into the whole like, oh, all the family members were codified at the same time, as Myra said. <laughs> so that must mean that they're just building up to the... Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, this has been fun, guys. This was a nice chat. Yeah, this I like was this. great. Yeah. I can't believe that we've like essentially had to cover the, the end of a giant plot arc. Like, oh, you know, know, just Ugh. people died for real this time. Ugh. Like people yeah. died for real. And it's... Whew, even with the previous one in the when they were in the cube and they realized that everything was powered by like animals as well mm-hmm. and like souls it was just it suddenly became a lot more real and it became yeah. a lot yeah. more like oh no we're not playing like this isn't some fun like oh look we eat this cake and now we're all like oh a bit dizzy and funny <laughs> yeah. like no this is this is real life oh you can flip to dark in a second yeah oh yeah. definitely just shows the versatility of the game you can make it funny or you can make it really serious cool. and everyone goes, oh my God. Ah. <laughs> it's like you can talk to chipmunks or you can now be a weird construct thing that doesn't feel, eat or sleep. Yeah. There is no <laughs> in between. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you very much to Superfan oh, Sam and Superfan Pippa right. and me, Lord Crumpet. <laughs> yeah, Lord Crumpet. Lord Crumpet. Yes. Honestly, this has been such a ride and I'm glad I got to share it with people and not yeah, just David. Well, can't wait to do the next yeah. one. Yeah, honestly, can't wait to listen to more. And obviously, if you haven't already listened to it, listen to the Candlekeep Mysteries because that's a little side adventure that Daryl is DMing and so we, should, good. we should definitely listen to. Yeah, it is excellent. so good. And it's Hashtag just... Hashtag we love the Maestanis. Honestly, Books. they are just the family dynamic. These are people <laughs> who are related and it is just yeah. great hearing them interact with each other. So if you haven't listened to that go listen to that that's my recommendation so funny do it now do it now go <laughs> i don't want to say goodbye no, no like, oh. uh, it's only goodbye <laughs> no. for now it's a non isn't it <laughs> yeah it's only a non a non a non for now are we are we doing it all together i suppose we can i guess so shall we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a, a non for now yeah that was good a non everybody smashed This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.